Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Fisher, and owner of Empower Your Pelvis, a pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in Kansas and in Missouri. Today, we have the lovely Rachel Main on. She is the queen of intimacy and back on for round two here on the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. She was last on in right after we just discussed, uh, right when COVID really hit, so 2020, We did a talk on vibrators and all the fun stuff with intimacy. So we decided to have her back on and get to go dive in a little bit deeper to the emotional and physiological state of intimacy and other things that really play into the game. So Rachel, for those of you who haven't heard the other podcast, which check the show notes if you want to listen to it, fill us in, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're located and how you got into this field. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me back. I cannot believe that it's been that long. I mean, almost oh, time three. Is long. Oh, that, yeah, that just, that seems wild. And I know I've had you on my show for a few times, so it's hard to remember how many times have I actually been on here, but <laughs> anyways, yeah. So I'm Rachel Main. I am from Rockwood, Michigan, which a lot of people are like, where is that? <laughs> I'm about 30 minutes from Detroit and 30 minutes from Toledo, Ohio. So that'll give you a nice little perspective. We live right on Lake Erie with my husband and my two dogs. And yeah, I am a sex therapist, sex and relationship coach, now intimacy queen. I'm loving that title. That's um, my new title for you. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like I need that on a t-shirt for sure. I know, I should cook at that. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, my job is to talk about sex all day, every day and help people just live their best, most adventurous sex life. And, you know, everybody has an idea of what their, you know, quote unquote, best sex life looks like. And so I work with people to help them get that in real life. I love that we're doing this because I went out with a group of moms on Friday night for like dinner, a group of baseball moms. And of course, intimacy gets brought up mm-hmm. around the table talk because we've had maybe a glass of wine, we're eating dinner and, you know, people just open up after wine or any kind of alcoholic beverage which is wonderful that they feel safe enough to be able to have this discussion at a table. But it's very interesting to hear the different dynamics between each couple's relationship and how it still works out, but it's in different forms and different spaces. And I didn't even bring this up that we were doing this because Mm -hmm. I didn't know enough about what we were going to discuss today because you had like a wealth of knowledge of like creating this space, right? So I'm like waiting anxiously for this to get edited and send it out to the group chat so they can listen to it. But fill us in on, you know, some ways that maybe people can make their space more comfortable or where they're more in the mindset of intimacy with their partner. Because I know as a female, things are kind of like spaghetti for us where things all (laughs) fall in together, where my husband likes to say he's a waffle where he can like keep work at work. 
Mm-hmm. Kids baseball, like kids baseball, where I'm like kids baseball schedules and work, everything's intertwined. And it's hard to get me in the mood if mm-hmm. I'm focused on other things. So tell us how a safe, I don't want to call it a safe space, but a creative space, maybe. Yeah. Uh, sensual, oh inviting environment. Yeah. Yeah. All those words fit. And yeah, you described it perfectly. So men, as you're saying, like men can compartmentalize so much better than women can. And so that's why I love to have this conversation around how to how to really sex up your space, because it's so easy for the man to, you know, they get that hit of of dopamine and and endorphins are like, okay, I'm turned on. And then they just kind of expect Instantly. like, oh, well, if he's turned on, I should be turned on, right? Our energy should match. And that's, I think, a lot of the biggest frustrations with, with couples too, is that the generally the men I hear from them, well, you know, sex shouldn't be work. Like it should just come naturally and easily to us like it did in the beginning. And that's just scientifically not how it works. So sorry for the men that are listening. <laughs> Drop right there. Science is science. And uh, <laughs> it's to no fault of to the women or, or even the men that might be having struggle with Lido. But anyway, so for a woman, you know, to be able to put some intention into sexing up the space, this helps the female brain tremendously because as you said, Amanda, we're thinking about baseball schedules and what we're going to cook for dinner. Did we change over the laundry or, you know, shit that happened at work earlier in the day, like all these things. And so when you go and enter into the bedroom, um, you know, then we expect like, okay, so the switch is just going to flip and boom. Now all of a sudden I'm going to feel sexy and carefree and I'm going to want to devour my partner. And it just doesn't happen that way. So my husband and I did a masterclass on this actually called how to sex up your space. So, so, some really easy things. And you can, if you go to my website, we created a free handout on this. And so you can download and it has all the links to all the things that I'm going to mention here for you. But the first thing, so if you can think of your senses, so your taste, your touch, your smell, the, you know, your environment around that and really catering to those things, catering to your senses. So the biggest and easiest thing that has worked really well for us was getting a color changing light bulb. And like, at first when I saw these, I was like, wow, that feels just so like, I feel like a little teenager again, when I think of putting like the glow in the dark stars on my ceiling and stuff growing up. But this color changing light bulb, generally it comes with many different colors, but red would be the color that I would recommend. Red is a state of calming. You've heard of red light therapy, red room. So it's very seductive, but the color red also helps your brain produce more melatonin. So it actually helps put you in that relaxed state. But imagine walking into your bedroom, right? You're just your typical bedroom and it's it's red, it's dim, right? Like automatically you're that first visual that you're seeing, you're like, ooh, okay, what's going on here? You know, it's it's exciting, it's new. And that can also be an indicator of if you see that red light on, that's like a really easy like initiation tip too. You know, like that signal, <laughs> that energetic exchange too. So you can get these on Amazon, super cheap in a four pack. So red light therapy, a red, red light color changing light bulb. Other things would be, so if you're thinking of sound, so having some nice music going on. If you go on Spotify, I love the tantric sex playlist or sensual lo-fi. Generally- Hold on. Hold on. You can yeah. have the word sex on Spotify and we can't have that on any other social media. I know, okay. right? Run I, with it, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, we that's a whole nother rabbit hole we should go to talk to, of course. <laughs> that's cool though that someone has taken the time to put that together. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, or there are people out there that yeah, there are people out there that are really good at like creating playlists and things. I 
typically I'm not that person, but I'm glad you also mentioned that. So this could be another fun thing that you and your partner do for a date night, you know, kind of unplug, but be going through some sexy songs together, you know, sharing. Hear Marvin Gaye, babe. I mean, it's time to go. (laughs) Yes, some genuine pony. If that's your more your song, that song I do love that song. That song will hit every time. I don't care how (laughs) it it just happens. So sound, touch, and smell. Yeah, smell. Okay, so think of incense, candles essential oils even. So when you're walking into this room, you've noticed that the color has changed. You hear some sounds, the smell that you have going and choose a smell. I like to say, I'm like, choose your sex smell, <laughs> like your intimacy smell. <laughs> like it's the smell that when you think it, you immediately are like, yes, I go back to this memory of like the hottest sex that we've ever had or a fantasy that I've created in my head that when I think of the smell, I think of this fantasy. And this is a smell, you know, again, essential oil candle that it's not something that you burn all the time, right? Because you want to train your mind to think, okay, when I, it's like Pavlov's law, when I smell this or when I see this, right, I get the treat. (laughs) You are the treat, by the way. (laughs) So yeah, just all these really easy things, you know, textured blankets. And this helps the female brain so much again, because it helps her drop into the intimacy. It helps her get out of her mind and more into her body and what she's feeling with those textures and the senses, you know, really being activated. And what I find too, for partners that take the time to put intention into creating a space like this, you know, cleaning up if there's clothes on the floor or, you know, making sure the kids are taken care of or their dogs are put away or, you know, whatever is generally blockers for her when their partners can take initiative and take care of those things. That makes it all the more easy for us to be able to drop in and say, okay, I I submit, right? Have, have your way, do what you want with me now. I think that's huge as a couple too, because it, it, it's promoting that communication of like, mm-hmm. okay, this, maybe this is my love language that you're tapping into to help me out with these things that then it allows me to be more open and vulnerable and available for you. I think it's huge that you guys, it kind of creates the space of you guys working on your relationship together. Mm-hmm. So I love that because my husband and I have had many talks. I mean, it took us having kids to be like, I need help with all of this. I'm not here for you. And then it all turned into a lot more communicating, more than we did pre-children, I would think, and more than it was talked about 10 years ago um, Mm -hmm. in this this type of space. Um, Let's talk a little bit about desire because Mm -hmm. we tapped in a little bit of the differences between between male versus female. But what are some of the differences that we see in desire between male and female? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I... think that we probably talked about this on the original podcast that we did because it's the number one thing that generally couples are coming to me with is that desire discrepancy. One partner wanting sex all the time, the other partner, you know, could live without it, quite frankly. Yeah. So you have the differences. You have your spontaneous desire and then your reactive desire or responsive desire. So generally 80% of men are spontaneous to where they just have that lightning bolt that hits them. Boom, they're turned on. Whereas women, we're more reactive, meaning that we need something to happen for us to then feel turned on. So we need the sexy space setting. We need the maybe the massage, the physical touch, or maybe even the words of affirmation, like tapping into some of those love language definitely can help. But I think generally it is that response to a touch, response to the kissing or the soft touches or that that then is going to help her, like I mentioned earlier, get it out of her mind and into her body. So that's the biggest thing. And that's where 
that's where I think the miscommunication amongst couples is because sometimes there can be for men, you know, I see like that's that hit in the ego. Like, why isn't my partner turned on right away? Or even after 10 minutes of us kissing or doing X, Y, Z, she's still not turned on. And it's like, well, double check what your X, Y, Z is. Cause that just might not be her cup of tea. <laughs> you know, it, you want to do enjoyable foreplay things that you know that she's enjoying. And I just did a recent episode on this too. It's like, there's just some reasons why there's just some days women aren't going to want to be intimate, you know, or want to have an orgasm, any, you know, those two things. So, but yeah, desire, desire can be very, very tricky, definitely. And we can segue eventually into this, into this emotional versus physical intimacy, because I think it ties into the conversation around desire as well. Real quick, before we do that, mm -hmm. there was a study I read a couple of years ago, and this might tap into that desire a little bit as well. Like, Females' hormones are across like a 28-day cycle on average. You know, everybody's hit or miss on that 28 days. Men, their hormones kind of regulate daily. Mm -hmm. So like theirs are shifting up and down throughout a 24-hour cycle, where ours are like mm -hmm. a 28-day cycle. So that might tap into where we're not really interested in the orgasm on a daily basis, or we might be more mood amplified one day versus another <laughs> because we are so different. So, and I, I think too, like remember... It's okay that we are crockpots and our spouses might be mm -hmm. microwaves and yeah. to accept that. And then you might find ways, like I used to always say a warm bath, but now I have patients that are coming in, like find a way to relax too while your husband's doing some of those chores that maybe you don't love, but it is an act of service for you to help your mind at ease. But like for some of my patients, it's reading a book. They might read a book for 10 minutes to relax down and then they're like, okay, now I feel like I can be in the mood to connect with my spouse. Mm -hmm. And so if you haven't been reading lately, try that out too. And for some, it might be like a really in-depth, um, I don't know, like romance novel or mm -hmm. Colleen Hoover or something. And yeah. then for others, it might just be reading any kind of book that might allow you just to relax down. So, okay. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say that. All yeah. right. I'm glad that you mentioned that too. And I think that this is a place for us to plug too, like we have to take ownership for our own pleasure. So as you said, for the woman that knows or the man that knows that when they get home from work, they're still in that frazzled state. And so they're not going to be able to jump into intimacy really quickly. What can they do like to really bring themselves out of that fight or flight that they've probably been in all day, the go, go, go and to reset and give their nervous system that reset. So yeah, I think the bath reading, I'm a huge advocate for people that read erotica and stuff. And that's definitely a tip to help increase the intimacy as well. But yeah, hormones. Yeah. Hormones are another thing to look at too. And this and the woman's cycle. Yep. And for a lot of our people dealing with pain with intercourse, we'll talk about prepping the tissue. And so that kind of plays right into what we've been discussing as well. But it might be relaxing so we can get the nervous system to calm down so we can get your pelvic floor muscles to mm -hmm. calm down. And then we might be having you do what we would call sex exercise or we're using the wand. That's another product just to help lengthen out the tissue or mobility work, y'all. People forget that sex is an athletic activity yeah. and you get in positions and they're like, oh, it just increases my back pain. Like if you haven't watched quarterback on Netflix, yes, they talk about how these football players are getting in these positions for their athletic event on Sunday and Monday and whenever they're playing Thursday night football. Y'all should be doing the same thing. Your body's mm -hmm. moving in positions like these football players in the bedroom. Let's prep it out. Let's stretch it out. Work on that mobility. Look at yourself as an athlete in the bedroom. I really like this. This is just... Ooh, I, love, I love this. Yeah. So <laughs> stretch out, get some mobility, prep the tissue for what's about to go down. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's yeah. tap into this 
physical and emotional desire. Mm-hmm. Some of that. Yeah. So if you think for yourself, even when you think intimacy, do you think, uh, do you feel intimacy through the touching and the, and the loving and like the more sex part, or do you feel more intimate with your partner when it is through the emotional connection, when you're cuddling on the couch or you're having like deep, vulnerable conversations with each other, or you're more so spending that quality time? Probably the touch. The touch. Okay. Yeah. So physical intimacy. Yeah. And, So we all have to a combination of wanting both. But generally what I find is that going back to this spontaneous versus responsive, it's it's the similar for physical versus emotional. Generally, men are the ones that feel they're the more sexual beings, you know, if we think blueprint wise. So men, for them, a lot of times sex is like breathing to them. Sex is like a drink of water to them. That's how they feel fulfilled and loved from their partners. So when she's in, if we're speaking primarily like heterosexual couples here, if she's giving in and, and being intimate with him, that's how he feels love from her versus for her, for women generally fall more into that emotional category, emotional intimacy for her. It's when, when he does take the time to ask her about her day and gives her the affirmations and has conversations outside of just how was your day, you know, like having deep, intimate conversations, talking about goals, even that they have together as a family and doing more quality time stuff together. So when, when then she feels that intimacy or that emotional side, that's then what kind of cracks her open to then being receptive to the physical side. So I, I think that if we can think through that and, and when people listen to this, generally, when I explain the differences between the two, similar as you're like, yep, I'm that, you know, I'm physical, I'm emotional, or my partner's physical. And so when you can understand that between your, your couple, that makes it so much easier to see what, what is your intimacy going to look like? And intimacy is such a broad range. Intimacy is not just penetrative sex. It's not even just sex. Intimacy, I think people really can come up with their own definition of what they think intimacy is. But uh, yeah, just bringing pleasure into your into your relationship in different ways is is the key, I think. And I do think it has to be, and I don't know if this is juggling or balance, but like we know, I know for my personal relationship, we have to have the emotional connection throughout the week or we are mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. And so for us, that's like going for walks because it distracts our kids. It wears them out. And we've been doing this since it, we've had just dogs mm-hmm. doing this probably for 15 years. Well, we will do nightly walks together, whether it's mm-hmm. zero degrees outside or 102. Oh, um, but that is our time to actually talk. It might be a 20 minute. And if we're not done, then we'll go for another round to hit two miles. But it's how was your day? You know, it's us deciphering, working through things as a couple, us hearing each other versus at home, everything's very distracted. Or if we're full of like practices throughout the week, we know we're off and we'll go walk after the kids go to bed just to clear our mind and connect again. But Mm -hmm. if we don't have that, we are, we're like, what's wrong with us? Why are we not happy? You know, and it's been missing the emotional piece. Mm -hmm. We definitely need both as I'm sure other couples do too. Yeah. And you mentioned too, like taking yourself out of that, the more so chaotic environment, which for a lot of people, yeah, when you walk in your door, you you see, oh yeah, I need to do the dishes. I need to switch longer. I need to get dinner ready. I need to tidy up, you know, all these things. So going for a walk, I think is great. What has worked really well for us, we have 
quote unquote sex room, if you will. I, I find it's more of like an intention room because I like to meditate and do my woo things in there too, which is a really relaxation room. Place. Yeah, it's super inviting. But, you know, for us, that's, we also like the walks, but for us, it's like, hey, can we tonight, can we make sure we spend 30 minutes inside inside this room together? And one of our favorite exercises to do just to ground with each other is he lies flat, I lie flat on top of him. So our chests are match up. It's like, if you're all in a dead body and you're sinking your breathing together, that is really easy. And it's, and we're not talking like we're just simply there being and existing with each other. And I can literally feel both of us like kind of eventually melting into the bed. You could just feel the tension like washing off of us. And it's one of my most favorite things that we do. And yeah. What do they call that? Do they call it grounding? Yeah. I would say it's a grounding practice for sure. That's really Um, cool. Yeah, another one would be, sorry, this just popped my mind too. Another one of position is called yabyum. Have you heard of that? I've not. Oh, so fun. So you're the man generally is sitting like Indian style, and then the woman sits on his lap with her legs wrapped around him. So your genitals are matched, your hearts are matched, yep. your foreheads are generally matched, and then sinking your breath that way. It's a good tantric exercise too, but very erotic, very like deep grounding, deep connection with your partner. You could do some eye gazing in this position if that felt right. Um, But that's another fun one too. I think I've seen that on like a Bachelor episode in the past or something. Yeah, for sure. It's popular. And I think a lot of people just didn't realize that that's what it was called. (laughs) Yeah, yum. Yep. Yep, So when couples come to you for help, what are your top three things that you would probably work with them when it comes to desire, whether it's the physical or emotional side of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, communication is a big one. When I work with a couple, one of the first things that I have each of them do is go through their sex timeline. So really thinking back to like day one when they learned about sex, to their first time having sex, to you know a couple of sexual encounters throughout their life. But huh. all of these things that happened led you up to the sexual person that you are today. So if you you know if you're thinking back to how you even learned about sex or self pleasure, if it was a negative experience, right? You likely are feeling some sort of shame or guilt in your in your now adult life. So you're not asking for what you want in the bedroom, or maybe you're that people pleaser side is showing up for you in the bedroom. Yeah, right. Working on this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> working on people pleasing right now. Oh yeah, join the club. But yeah, so all these things. So to help each couple go through their own sex timeline, just to kind of make sense of like, okay, this is where that's coming from. Or just even making those realizations like, oh, I didn't even realize that I was a people pleaser. I didn't even realize that I was holding myself back from full potential pleasure. So that's a that's a really good place that I start. I love talking erotic blueprints with people too, which is basically like your sex love language. And this is really, really eye-opening experience for couples too, to understand their blueprint better and to understand their partner's blueprint better. Because generally couples don't get the same blueprint and that people see that and like, oh my gosh, we're mismatched, we're incompatible. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just, you have so many more combinations to be able to connect with each other and cater to each other when you learn more about these. And then, yeah, just, you know, a lot of communication exercises, which generally are the more crunchier things that I take couples through. I like to say there's, you know, sex work and this type of work can definitely be really fun, but there's those foundational things that we have to get through first that really is going to be the base of of the work that we do. And so that's sometimes the not so fun stuff. (laughs) One thing I want to ask, and I know this is just because it also was triggered over my dinner conversation this past week. Mm -hmm. And our first episode, we went over vibrators 
how often are your couples using vibrators in the Mm -hmm. bedroom? Because um, this is something we talk a lot about in the clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a doctor out in Kansas City who used to be here. She's now in North Carolina, but she would recommend them to all her patients, no matter their age. And I absolutely loved it. But for blood flow and circulation, but also because there's so many benefits of getting the increased stimulation Mm -hmm. down there. Mm -hmm. Um, So how often are couples that are seeing you, like do most of them come in having vibrators or are you recommending them with um, all of this stuff as well? Yeah, I'm definitely recommending them. (laughs) I would say in my couples, I would say it's probably 50-50. Um, 50% are using them together and the 50% that are not using them together, I would say 95% of those, the woman has a vibrator that she's using and she's just never brought it into her couple or he's rejected them using them together. Okay. So, but yeah. How hard is that to get like to work through when the spouse is? Yeah. That's where the sex timeline work comes into play because... Like, why is this a bad... Yeah. Like where did that, like who put that shame on you? Who put that belief on you that toys were bad because you weren't, you know, you're born with literally no beliefs. Like all of our beliefs come from some somewhere else. So it's like where along your timeline was that, you know, where you, did you decide that that was bad? And then we work to rewire through that. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of vibrators Mm -hmm. and the fact that it was created before the vacuum cleaner, y'all, that's Mm -hmm. a big deal. It was meant to be used for something important and it still is today so get you one rachel has lots of fun ones and i didn't ask her to prepare for this interview with them so i doubt she even has them close by but lots of fun ones do you have any that would be your like top one that you would recommend to somebody yeah i think the one that i sent to you for and when i sent you that bundle of products the the purple one the opening act act hands down Yeah, it is the top seller, my personal favorite, our personal favorite to use as a couple even. Yeah, that one. And then uh, Private Beach is probably the second most popular. Yeah. Yep. I um, need to place an order on those because they won't charge anymore. I know. They might be be travel locked. So let's talk after this. There's a travel lock? Exactly. Yeah, no one realizes that. So I can help you troubleshoot. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's brilliant because I have heard it going off in like a luggage before. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Travel lock's a good a good thing, but uh, I don't read the directions or I don't keep that to check in on that. Yeah, Sorry. I have to talk about that. <laughs> Anything else before we end this today? Any advice for these couples on desire or intimacy or spicing up the bedroom or yeah. a room? Yeah, just if you're if you feel you're someone that is struggling with desire, struggling to get in the mood, aside from all of the things that we've talked about so far, just know that this is something that many, many, many people are challenged with. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. Your your sex button is not turned off, or your sex switch is not turned off, right? You can you can get that back. And so I think the main part is to make intimacy a priority in your life. And if that's with a partner or if that's by yourself. And so how can you bring pleasure into every single day? So you mentioned reading, taking a bath, these things, you know, if it's playing with your food, you know, when you're eating or buying yourself flowers or whatever, like is things that make you feel good and make you feel in your feminine, dancing around in your living room, you know, even just like touching your body. And then of course, you know, we talk self-pleasure and stuff like that's another great thing, but 
just bringing more pleasure into your life is going to help you tap into your erotic mind even more. And like I said, this the sexy smut readings, a huge fan of that. Audible erotica is also a really, really fun thing to tap into. There's the Dipsy. I don't know if you get those ads on your Instagram. I'm surprised I don't. It's the Jackson Avery from uh, Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if you... Uh, her eyes. Yeah, he is the narrator of the Dipsy uh, yeah okay i'll check check that out (laughs) yeah definitely gotta check that he's like mixed steamy in my mind he's yes well yes so you mentioned a free download at the beginning that they could go to their your website can you tell us your website but then we'll also have it linked below yeah uh, as well as where they can find you on instagram and any other social media platforms yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that um, download, there's I have several free downloads on the website. So if you just go to rachelmain.com, R-A-C-H-E-L-M-A-I-N-E.com and go to resources, you'll see them all there. And then my Instagram, same, it's the underscore Rachel underscore main. I'm there. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all the things. Threads now, if you're a threader. So <laughs> uh, yeah, come find me, say hi. You listen to this episode and love to hear what you loved about it. And yeah, that's me. I would too. So if anybody, if you listen to this and then happen to have like, see our wellness Wednesday questions, put in there what you think or any questions that you might have for her too. And I'll tag her to to see if she wants to answer that. But thank you so much for joining us today. Truly appreciate it. It's always a joy to learn more about this stuff. I've taken so many notes. Um, I saw you writing so diligently. (laughs) Well, like it sticks better if I write it down. But then that way we can have it for the show notes as well. But yeah, very excited. And I've got Yab Yum starred on both sides. So <laughs> excited to check that one out with my hubby. <laughs> Not yeah. But thank you again, Rachel. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, we'll have you again on later in the future. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.